Welcome to the newest Eden Center podcast, Building Ourselves Through Parsha. Our host, Karen Miller-Jackson, will use the Parsha to explore an aspect of social, emotional, or physical well-being relevant for 21st century life and its challenges. Karen is a certified Matan Moralalacha, Jewish educator, writer, founder of Kivun Sherut, a guidance program for religious girls, and creator of Power Parsha. Consistent with the Eden Center's goal of enhancing women's spiritual life through Torah and Mikvah, Karen's insights, we hope, will serve as a springboard for self-introspection and discussion. Hello, everyone. As we wrap up this year of the Eden Center Building Ourselves podcast, I would like to explore the symbolism of water, specifically rainwater. Water symbolism appears in this week's Parsha and is timely for Yom Kippur and Sukkot. It is, of course, relevant to us as women as well, as we have the mitzvah of tefillah in a mikvah. So let's jump in, no pun intended, to our topic. Parshat Ha'azinu reads, Ha'azinu ha'shamayim va'adabera v'tishma ha'aretz imrei fi. Give ear, O heavens, let me speak. Let the earth hear the words I utter. And next, Ya'arof kamatar likri, tizal katal imrati, kiseirim alei desha ukirvivim alei esev. May my discourse come down as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, like showers on young growth, like droplets on the grass. What is the imagery of water here, and why is it used? It seems to be the connector between the earthly and heavenly realms, the physical and the spiritual, shamayim va'aretz. The Torah, God's words, are likened to dew and rain. The Tana Idik Midrash draws out this image further when it states, Kamatar, as the rain, just as rain is life for the world, so too words of Torah are life for the world. But then the Midrash asks, why not say just as with rain, part of the world will be happy with it and part sad because for some it will be destructive. So words of Torah may also be like that. Therefore, says the Torah, my word shall flow as dew, just as with dew, the entire world is happy, so too with Torah. So Torah is not likened to any rain, but specifically to matar. Water is universally appreciated, but of course, when it is delivered in the correct dose, heavy rains can be destructive, and so light, healthy amounts of rain provide sustenance and happiness. So too, Torah is likened to this. Throughout Tanakh and antiquity, and really most of history, and even today, no rain means no food, drought, and emptiness. The rabbis drew on this image. Just as one thirsts for water, so too one should thirst for Torah learning. Rainwater also teaches humankind about satisfaction and gratification in Midrash. It comes and goes, and we are dependent on God's providing the world with rain. In fact, one of the early Rashis on the Torah says exactly this. To come full circle in the Torah as we do each year, Bereshit chapter 2 describes how rain had not been provided by God, and the same language of matar is used, the right amount. The Torah teaches, when no shrub of the field was yet on earth and no grasses of the field had yet sprouted, because God had not yet sent rain upon the earth, ki lohim tir, and there was no man yet to till the soil. Rashi asks on this brilliantly, umay tama lohim tir, why does the Torah say God had not yet brought the rain until man is there to till the soil? 
Rashi explains that this is to teach us that when there is no one to be makir tov to the rain, to pray for the rain, God is not going to provide it. Only when we start to feel that need, that thirst, that need for sustenance, that, we, that, that Adam prayed to Hashem for rain and God provided rain. The cycle of lack of rain and the providing of rain teaches us about appreciation. We want to thirst enough to appreciate the rain and receive the right amount. This, of course, is known in, in Torah as Gishmei Bracha. Too much rain, as the Midrash points out, can be destructive. This is seen as well in the story we read on Yom Kippur, the story of Yonah. So much of his story takes place around or in water. In Yonah, the stormy seas nearly kill Yonah, and he miraculously lives within the fish. Only when he transforms himself and does tshuva is he able to live. As Yonah says in his prayer, The waters closed in over me, the deep engulfed me. Yet you, Hashem, brought my life up from the pit. The waters could have killed him, but instead they have purified and renewed him. The waters here give Yonah life and are associated with transformation. Sukkot, as well, has connections to water. The Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah teaches, Ubachag nidonim al On Sukkot, we are judged regarding the water. Sukkot is the time during which we are judged for how much rain we will receive. Our actions are directly connected to whether God gives us gishme bracha, rains of blessing. It is at the end of Chag where we start saying in our tefillah, Meshiv Havuach Omerid Hagashem, praying for rain. And shortly after that, we say, Uten Tal Umatar Livracha. Again, we don't only want rain, we want the right dose of rain, Geshem Matar of Bracha. This, of course, brings us to the perfect closing of our year of Torah learning. One more place where rain waters enhance this symbolism and more is, of course, the mikvah. The mikvah is made up of the right amount of water water which rains down from the heavens and is collected on earth. Mikvah, where women immerse, is also this connection between the heavens and the earth, the physical and the spiritual. Mikvah is also a time and place to be mindful of what we lack or pray for and appreciative of what we have. These themes, of course, are associated with Matar and Torah. Mikvah, like Yom Kippur and Sukkot, when we are judged, can be a time of transformation for good when we hope that Hashem can see our schuyot, our merits, and provide us with long and fulfilling life. I am especially grateful to the Eden Center for imbuing the mikvah experience with meaning and always enriching our lives as women. It has been such a pleasure to share the Building Ourselves podcast with you this year. I want to thank everyone for joining me, and I wish us all a good year, a gemar chatima tova, good health, happiness, wellness, Shabbat Shalom, and Chag Sameach. This podcast is hosted by the Eden Center, whose goal is to reinvigorate the ancient female ritual of mikvah as a sacred space for women, and use it as the natural platform it is to connect to Jewish women's health, well-being, and healthy relationships, enhancing Jewish women and family life. We invite you to visit our website, www.theedencenter.com, to learn more about our work in making mikvah relevant, welcoming, and meaningful. This episode is recorded by Karen Miller-Jackson, edited by Megha Shore, and is a product of the Eden Center. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider sponsoring a podcast in dollars or shekels at bit.ly backslash E-D-E-N-P-O-D. Additionally, give us a five-star rating 
Share this podcast on social media and encourage others to subscribe. We welcome your feedback by email at podcasts at theedencenter.com.